Good morning and welcome to worship on this fifth Sunday after Pentecost and on this holiday weekend. Thank you, Michaela, for that lovely and lively prelude as we prepare for worship today. I welcome you all to worship, whether you're joining us uh, via our YouTube channel, our podcast, or our radio broadcast. We are so glad you have found your way to this time of worship. For worship this morning, we have lit our Paschal candle in celebration of Rachel Cromie's baptism, which will take place here at OSL a little later this afternoon. Now, in preparation for worship, I invite you to light a candle, to gather bread and wine or juice, to celebrate Holy Communion a little later on in our service, and if you can, pour a bowl of water in order to remember your baptism. We gather in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, the fountain of living water, the rock who gave us birth, our light, and our salvation. Joined to Christ in the waters of baptism, we are clothed with God's mercy and forgiveness. Let us give thanks for the gift of baptism. We give you thanks, O God, for in the beginning your spirit moved over the waters, and by your word you created the world. Through the waters of the flood you delivered Noah and his family. Through the sea you led your people from slavery to freedom. At the river your son was baptized by John and anointed with the Holy Spirit. By water and your word you claim us as daughters and sons, and we praise you for the gift of water that sustains life, and above all, we praise you for the gift of new life in Jesus Christ. Shower us with your spirit and renew our lives in your forgiveness, grace, and love. Amen. We join together in singing our gathering hymn, hymn number 843, Praise the One Who Breaks the Darkness.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We sing together our hymn of praise. Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. You are great, O God, and greatly to be praised. You have made us for yourself, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. Grant that we may believe in you, call upon you, know you, and serve you through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. At this time, we join Pastor Sarah for a children's message. Good morning. I want to talk to you today about water. Water is a great thing to have some fun with. Maybe you've already been enjoying the water over this hot holiday weekend. Maybe you've been out swimming or out in a boat. Maybe you've been water skiing. Maybe you've been playing in your backyard with a sprinkler or a hose or maybe some water balloons. When I was little, we often went to one of my uncle's farms on the 4th of July and almost inevitably some kind of water fight would break out and it was always fun and great, a way to cool off on those hot summer days. You know, the Bible has a lot of stories that have to do with water. I can think of the creation story where God's spirit hovers over the waters in the beginning, or I can remember the story of Noah and his ark and the rain. Um, and there's the story of um, Moses and the Israelites who left Egypt and God led them out of Egypt, out of slavery, um, by helping them get across the Red Sea. Um, and there's the great story in the New Testament where the disciples are with Jesus in a boat out on the Sea of Galilee. And Jesus has decided to um, lay down and he's taking a nap and a big storm comes up and the disciples are very concerned that the boat is going to capsize. And so they wake Jesus up and Jesus is able to calm those winds and the waves. But water is um, more than something just to have fun with. It's more than the setting for a good story. Water is something that we need to live. Actually, we're made up of mostly water, and without water, we would die. So water is not just for fun or for stories, but it's essential, and especially on these hot summer days, it's important to, uh, to drink enough water to stay hydrated, if you're, especially if you're playing outside. You know, the Bible, many of the Bible stories take place in a land, in a, in a part of the world that is very dry. Some of it is desert, and some of the land just doesn't get very much rainfall. Um, and so the biblical um, authors, the people that wrote those stories, the people that live in that land know and 
understand just how important water is, how essential it is. Without water, you are in constant threat of dying. And so it's not surprising that so many of those stories in the Bible talk about water. If there's water, there's the possibility of life and the possibility of growth. You know, Jesus, too, growing up in that land and in that part of the world, understood the importance of water and the meaning that it had. And Jesus used water as um, a sign, as a symbol to remind us of our connection, of our life with God. We here in the church use water. We put it here in this font, right, when we baptize people and we baptize um, with water, and that water is that reminder of that connection that we have with God. It's a reminder of the love and the life that we find in God. And so we have water here in the font um, as a reminder of that. Now, we're only baptized ever once in our lives. However, we can remember our baptism and that connection that we have with God and that new life that that lives within us anytime we come in contact with water. And it seems to me on a holiday weekend when it's so warm and so many of us are enjoying the outdoors that this is just a perfect time to do that. So if you are out and about playing in your yard with a hose or a sprinkler, if you're dipping your toes in the lake or in a pool, or if you just are taking a cool shower or relaxing bath, Or if you were able to gather water this morning and you have some nearby, I invite you sometime over this weekend to dip your fingers in that water and feel that water and remember that God loves you, that you have life here with God. Take your fingers and trace a sign of the cross on your forehead and you'll feel that water drip a little bit. Um, on your body, and you can remember that that is God's presence with you. Remember and even say to yourself, or maybe even better, trace a sign of the cross on your mom or your dad or your sibling and say to them, you are God's beloved, God's child forever. Thank you, Pastor Sarah, for that message. For some reason, I feel really thirsty after (laughs) that conversation. Our worship continues um, with our first reading taken from the Psalms. We hear a reading from Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. We sing together our gospel acclamation. According to Matthew, Jesus spoke to the crowd, saying, To what will I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to one another. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We wailed, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. 
At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The Gospel of the Lord. Dear sisters and brothers in Christ, grace and peace to you in the name of our Lord Jesus the Christ. Amen. My friends, how are you? This is not the polite question we might ask as we pass by each other, the question that expects the answer, oh, I'm fine, how are you? But I'm wondering, how are you? How is it? with you and your family? How is it with your soul? As I've asked this question of family members, of neighbors, of friends, both local friends and friends from across the country, the answers I've gotten most often are these, tired and worried. So if this describes you too these days, you are in good company. It seems like this weariness is related to current events. The pandemic has placed a heavy weight upon our shoulders that we just can't quite get out from underneath. Many of us are worried about our health or about the health of our family members. Some of us are carrying the burden of not being able to see our loved ones because they live in care facilities which are closed to visitors or because family members live out of state and travel there doesn't yet feel safe. Some of us are weighed down with financial worry, a lost job or reduced hours or closed business. Most of us are exhausted trying to keep up to date on the latest information about how how to stay safe. Should I wear a mask? Can I go into someone else's house? Can I eat out at my favorite restaurant? And increasingly, many of us are worried that the benefits we gained by staying home in March and April and May are being lost as the virus spreads again with an alarming rapidity. Add to this the strain of 400 years of American history of racism, the consequences of which are playing out for all of us to see in our streets and communities as our brothers and sisters of color continue to be marginalized and killed. And this is to say nothing of the concern and anxiety we feel about the political tension and discord that is tearing our society apart. No wonder we are exhausted. No wonder worry keeps us up late at night. This weekend is, of course, the 4th of July weekend, a time that many of us look forward to, a time in the middle of the summer to slow down and relax, to enjoy the lake or the cabin, the camper or the park, or maybe a time to grill and play some backyard games and catch the fireworks display, a time under normal circumstances to deal with our tiredness and our run-raggedness. But as we know, these are not normal times, and ours is not normal exhaustion. We are not just physically tired. It's not that we have been overscheduled or that we have for far too long been running from one activity to the next without stopping. Our souls are weary and heavy. The spirit within us is not keeping us warm and grilling out with friends and neighbors are sitting out on the deck as enjoyable as those activities are, 
It's not going to take the kind of weariness that we are carrying. It won't take that weariness away. What we need is the kind of rest that Jesus offers us this morning, a rest for our whole selves, a rest for our physical and mental and spiritual being. Several millennia ago, the psalmist, too, was in need of this kind of whole self-rest. And she looked to the Lord, whom she called her shepherd. She looked to the Lord to guide her into green pastures and along quiet but living waters where she could set down the burdens she was carrying, get her needed rest, and let her spirit revive. With all that these past few months have brought, what we need is to return to the living water and immerse ourselves in our baptismal identity. We need to return to the font, to the site of our birth, and feel again the life giving, the life birthing water on our feet and our hands and our foreheads. We need to splash around and experience anew the joy of living and being in God's presence. We need to soak in the promise that we belong to God forever, and that nothing, not death, nor life, not height, nor depth, not COVID-19, not partisan politics, nothing in all creation will separate us. Nothing will separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Come and rest. Set your burdens down and be free of them for a while. Let the spirit within you grow warm in the sun. And then get up again. Because the promise of rest is followed by the call to join Jesus. Take my yoke and learn from me, he says. The time of rest and renewal prepares us for what will come next. We talk a lot about freedom in our society, especially around the 4th of July, about what freedom means and what it doesn't mean. 2,000 years ago, St. Paul, too, weighed in on this topic, offering a Christian perspective on freedom. He wrote to the Galatians, and he said, For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence, but through love become slaves to one another. The rest that Jesus gives and the freedom that comes with that rest is not an escape from the world's problems. It is not a way to avoid the weighty matters that face us. The rest that Jesus gives is for the sake of love, for the sake of the kingdom that has come near. Come and rest so that you can get on with living and loving. The psalmist writing all those years ago knew he could not stay at the river or avoid the dark valleys that were ahead. But because he took the time to rest in God's presence, he was certain that the Lord would be with him no matter where life led him, and that that was how you got through. And he knew that whenever things got to be too much, the Lord would lead him once again back to green pastures and to the living waters for a time of respite. Having rested in Jesus and yoked ourselves to him, we two will find that we'll be able to return to our life with renewed energy and purpose, with a spirit that burns again in our bones. This isn't to say that we'll return with all of the answers, with all of the world's problems solved. We surely won't. But we will be able to get on with things, to pick up where we left off, and Jesus will be at our side as we dig back in like the children in the story that Jesus tells this morning who are playing in the marketplace, Jesus himself is beckoning us into the dance. 
We may not understand the steps at first. We may not understand how the yoke we have been asked to carry is related to the work of the kingdom. We may even sense that being yoked to Jesus will lead us into some challenging places. But the longer we keep at it, the closer we work with Jesus, the easier it will be to see how the steps of the dance fit together, how the work we are doing really is holy work, kingdom of heaven work, how that time of rest really does lead to new life. The joy of baptismal life comes in both the rest and freedom we have in Christ and in the call to join with God in mission. When life is overwhelming, when our souls ache from weariness, the waters of the font provide a generative place to sit down and recuperate until we are ready to once again get up and join Jesus in the dance out in the marketplace and to once again be sent out into the world to bear God's creative and redeeming word. Amen. Our worship continues this morning as we sing our hymn of the day, number 611, I Heard the Voice of Jesus Say. Together we confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. 
he descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Called into unity with one another and the whole creation, let us pray for our shared world. We pray for the church. Sustain us as we share your word. Embrace us as we struggle to find our common ground. Lift up leaders with powerful and prophetic voices. Free us from stagnant faith. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. We pray for the well-being of creation. Protect the air and water and land from abuse and pollution. Free us from apathy in our care of creation and direct us toward more sustainable living. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. We pray for the nations. Guide leaders to listen to diverse voices and perspectives as they seek to develop just policies for their communities. Lead us to an expansive love for our neighbor that seeks to ensure all people can share in your extravagant abundance. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. We pray for all in need, for all who are tired, feeling despair, oppressed, for overburdened hospital staffs and healthcare workers, for those affected by COVID-19, for all who are sick or grieving, especially Marie Kinnear, Linda Mercer, Lucille Whittier, Carolyn Barnhart, Steve Knudsen, Marilyn Lee, Lynn LaVenture, Sue Pittman, and those we now name either aloud or silently in our hearts. Surround all we have named in your care and comfort. Take their yoke upon you and ease their burdens. Free them and us from all that keeps us bound. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. We pray for the newly baptized, especially for Rachel Cromrie, who will be baptized here this afternoon. Nurture her faith and surround her with your love, that together with us she may bear your creative and redeeming word to all the world. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. We give thanks for those who have died in faith, Welcome them into your eternal rest and comfort us in our grief until we are joined with them in new life. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. Receive these prayers, O God, and those that are too, do too deep for words as we pray through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. We send our greetings of peace to you wherever you are. We invite you to share a sign of peace with any you may be gathered with for worship this day. Peace. Peace be with you. Peace. We welcome your offering to OSL to support our shared ministry, and we thank you for your ongoing generosity, for the gifts that you share in support of our programs and ministry, for your gifts of time, prayer, talents, your financial donations. We thank you for your generosity that supports local organizations and agencies that contribute to our 
common good and our care for one another and our neighbor in need. We thank you for your patience as we continue to worship remotely out of concern and safety for all. I remind you that your offering continues to be vital to OSL, and I invite you to continue to send in your offering to our church office or to use our online giving option found on our website at oslme.com. We continue worship now as we sing together our offertory, Let the Vineyards Be Fruitful. and life. All creation is yours, and your faithfulness is as firm as the heavens. Water and word, wine and bread, these are signs of your abundant grace and life. Nourish us through these gifts that we might proclaim your steadfast love in our community and in the world. Through Jesus Christ, our strength and our song. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. At this time, I invite you to share communion with one another, with those that you are gathered with, or to receive the gift of Holy Communion yourself. This is the body of Christ given for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. As you share these gifts of God's love and grace, as you remember God's presence with you, we hear a gift of special music by Michaela. She will be playing for us a patriotic medley.
the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Let us pray. God of welcome and grace, in this meal we have feasted on your goodness and have been united by your presence among us. Empower us to go forth sustained by these gifts so that we may share your passionate, fierce, and neighborly love with all. Through Jesus Christ, the giver of abundant life. Amen. Sisters and brothers in Christ, I remind you that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. So as you go forth into the rest of your day, may God the Creator, Jesus the Christ, and the Holy Spirit the Comforter among us bless you and keep you in eternal love. Amen. Before we go forth into the rest of this day, I share a few um, announcements to brief you, the ministers of OSL. A reminder that you um, continue to be invited to participate in a virtual morning prayer with Pastor Sarah on Wednesdays um, via Zoom. 8.45 fellowship time gathering with a 9 a.m. matins morning prayer beginning. You can find more information on our adult page on our website. In addition, um, we are inviting you, along with many congregations in the Northwest Synod of Wisconsin, to um, join together in a reflection, a, a book discussion, on the book Waking Up White. Here at OSL, um, we have a book discussion scheduled on July 26th at 1 p.m. Again, um, you can get more information from either Pastor Sarah or from our adult page on our website at oslme.com. Finally, I remind you um, that if you have a prayer concern um, or wish to visit with one of our parish nurses or one of our pastors, please reach out to us. We are here for you, and all of our contact information can be found on our website at oslme.com. Have a wonderful and safe continued holiday weekend. We conclude worship here this day now as we sing together our sending hymn, hymn number 881, Let All Things Now Living.
Go in peace. Christ is with you. Thanks be to God.